If you're trying to sell a product using an evergreen format like a video or like a repeated webinar, today I'm going to be deconstructing how the number one selling product on ClickBank in the health category uses stories in their sales pitch. I'm really excited for this one. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. Jules Dan here. Really excited. Hey, I have a bit of a confession to make. It's actually not the most number one selling product. It's number two in the health category. Um, but, you know, I, I thought it was really amazing. I had to include it because the the price of the products you could buy them for was 59 but the average conversion was double that. So I'm like, what the? And it also had a very intriguing story headline. And the headline for this story that we're going to be talking about is the Okinawa Flat Belly Tonic. Um, so even if you're not selling a physical product, even if you're not necessarily planning on, say, doing like a, an evergreen webinar or something, so many good lessons in today's episode, especially about using storytelling for different objections in your sales pitch. And this was a really long VSL, like 59 minutes. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Earlier this or earlier, towards the end of last year, I wrote a, um, a YouTube ads funnel um, video sales letter and we didn't put it past 12 minutes um, just because, you know, people want to get to the point. But this is converting like crazy. Um, different market, different context, different awareness, you know, all these different factors have to come into place. And I will say that if you are curious and you go search the Okinawa flat belly tonic, you may you may laugh and you may snigger and you may be like, oh, who would believe that? Or like, as if they're saying, as if what pe- as if people are believing what they're saying. But let's put this into context before I go into the whole sort of episode. These people who are overweight, who have who are, have just been overweight probably for many many years they're in a very vulnerable place um it's so that's why i'm just going to pre-frame this episode please use this uh knowledge for good and not for evil obviously this product gets really good results at times i don't necessarily agree what they've done i, I think there are as at times it's a little bit too manipulative uh, but there are other times where you do have to twist the knife a bit and and i'm speaking about twisting a knife Let's get straight into it. So I'm actually going to read out, um, I've actually got some notes on the three different kinds of stories they use. There's many stories they use in this, uh, but there's three really good ones. And let's just start off with the first one. So the first one is to grab everyone's attention. Obviously, so important. We're not talking about the product. We're talking about the emotional problem. And the story starts at high impact and high drama. And I'll, I'll tell it to you in just a sec. Actually, I'll just tell you the first line. It's, it's actually brilliant. The first line of the, of the sales letter is, 
my mommy is that big lady over there. <laughs> my mom, my mom is that big lady over there. He's like pointing, and the kids pointing over in the crowd, like, oh, crushing, so crushing. If you're that parent, like, just uses the forbidden emotion of shame to just label someone like you're the big person, and, and it's doing it in this story format where it's it's not putting blame on the person watching it's doing it through a different perspective um and obviously this simulates a situation that many parents have probably been through you know the story went through i'll read it out in a second but just basically went through how this kid was at just got some award and then they're like where's your mom and he's like oh it's over there she's over there that big lady over there and then could you imagine as a parent being like some some would be like yeah good one like nice nice jimmy good one (laughs) But this woman obviously took it to heart really bad. And, uh, you know, it was like, it was a bit dramatic. It's like chest started to get all tight. And then uh, what happened next was you wouldn't believe. And it's just very over the top. But anyways, and one thing I, before I sort of explain the story, um, while they're sort of telling all of this as well, and the labeling all the pains and stuff like that, I can't explain this via voice, is that the visual imagery they use is so important. So a really good principle my mentor teaches is that they take someone from pain to pleasure. And they are constantly getting this woman who's really overweight in jeans, who can't fit her jeans, to then showing someone who's very slim, very thin, putting on those jeans effortlessly. They hammered that repetition over and over and over again. I'm a, I'm a 26 year old dude. Um, I probably I haven't understood that pain of not fitting into jeans um, like these people before, and so clearly they've used this metaphor, visual metaphor for a reason. So, if you're not selling a weight loss product, if you're not selling a healthcare product, you're not selling a physical product, look. The lesson in all of this is like find that emotional attachment to the problem that someone might have tell it in that story format and what is that pain to pleasure what is that imagery you can take someone from pain to pleasure that they want okay is it is it freedom is it life on your own terms is it saying goodbye to being uh you know taking orders from a boss or something i don't know okay without further ado here's that story uh it was just shock the first time i heard it might really shocks it's like my mommy it's that big lady over there Susan's blood froze as she realized her five-year-old son up on stage, speaking through a microphone in the front of 300 people, was pointing right at her. That big lady over there. As dozens of men and women turned their heads towards her, she prayed for the ground to swallow up, <laughs> swallow her up whole. Never had she felt so embarrassed. Never had she, had she been so ashamed about her weight. Never had she felt so weak for letting herself go. It was school sports day and she was so proud of her five-year-old winning his race. Her heart swelled with joy at seeing him collect his little trophy on stage. And now, in front of 300 people, like any innocent young kid, he would speak the honest truth when the principal asked, Who is mummy? And he said, That big lady over there. That was how he saw his mum. It was the most humiliating moment of her life. All those te- parents and teachers from school would know her as the big lady. They go home and talk about her, maybe laugh at her. Sure, she knew she'd put on a few pounds, but when did it get out of so out of control? That's when Susan's heart suddenly started pounding like a rock hammer. She kneeled over, gasping for breath. 
pain crushing her chest. Then moments later, she knew it was too late. Okay. That was the story. I told you, a little dramatic, but... Oh, like... Oh, the, the forbidden emotion of embarrassment and shame and... Oh, unfortunately, you, 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 we have to sort of do this to grab attention. Okay. Hey, this is Jules here. I just wanted to interrupt and bump in to talk about something I know will really help you on your online business journey like it helped me. I want to give you the keys to writing emails uh, sell. And not long ago, I actually helped a client sell over $150,000 in coaching programs. We didn't use a funnel. We didn't have any ads. We just used email. And the best part was that she only had a tiny list of about 2,000 people. And the lessons in here have taken me a lot of trial and error to understand how to craft emails at sell. And that's why I want to fast track it for you and give you all my secrets. So it's a checklist I've put together called the five costly email opt-in mistakes and how to avoid them. Inside, it's packed with timeless principles I've learned from old school direct response marketing pros. They're always the best. And it shows you the anatomy of an autoresponder series that gets results. But just to let you know, there are no quick ninja hacks that become obsolete in a few years. I've only picked the best stuff that's been proven to work again and again. And you can grab this checklist by going to julesdan.com forward slash email mistakes. So that's J-U-L-E-S-D-A-N.com forward slash email mistakes. All right, let's get back to the show. That's story number one. Let's go to story number two, which is the story of discovery. Um, now, this is before you sort of introduce the product, okay? So, the story of discovery, you've probably heard this from Russell Brunson. It's like the the, the pain or, or like the journey that it, you, you took before you found your, your solution. Um, and so... They use a lot of mystery and intrigue because it was called like the, Oki, the ancient Okinawa solution, which is a little island south of Japan, by the way. Um, and they, they're like, so the woman was rushed to hospital and this Japanese doctor, very, very like bold and the beautiful, like where it's just like, I'm leaving in three days, but if you need to contact me and he ripped off this, uh, this little note with his emails that you can contact me here if you can't contact me. Um... <laughs> I, I'm I'm poking fun of this a little bit because it is a little over the top when you watch it and you just when you you're not that target market you're like whoa. But anyways, I'm getting a bit sidetracked here. So, so but then he spoke a bit, so he gave her the note and he was speaking about this mysterious tonic used in Okinawa and they explain how the oldest and healthiest people in the world come from the little island and how they're never overweight there. Um, but then what happened was that. The dude's wife, who supposedly was the guy reading the script, like, I don't know about that, but he couldn't reach the doctor by email. He said, I emailed him once and three days later, he didn't reply. So I went on this journey to discover the tiny guy. Okay, he couldn't follow up with him or something. Okay. I'm, ruining, I'm ruining it. Okay, but okay. Adding to the drama, like he couldn't reach a doctor, so he went on this massive like study binge to figure out what this tonic was. And then he... Uh, all this pain, all this suffering, and he, f- he figured it out. And then, so that's story number two. So to put this into context, obviously your story of discovery is is really important. Um, having this mystery and this intrigue building up to what it actually is, uh, that's that's an awesome solution. Uh, I think a really cool one is that, you know, I, I was trying so many different, me- this is just an example if you're doing this, for instance. Um, 
you were trying all these different methods. Like you see this all the time on like a YouTube app. I tried e-com. I tried um, crypto. I tried drop shipping. I tried uh, affiliate marketing. But they all didn't work until I met this one mentor who told me the secret. And like, see what I mean? Just like I. You try this, you try this, and you try this, and you'd list all the things that someone has tried in their journey before you've discovered quite the secret. That seems to be the formula that I'm seeing a lot in these uh, video sales letter stories. All right, and uh, let's go. Number three here is the story of why it's not their fault. Okay, let's face it. Like, no one likes to admit they're wrong. Um, and... We can't, you can't blame people for their problems. Like, not if you want to persuade them. And, and this is where, this is where it might get, you know, a little bit maybe, some might say this is manipulative. But when you think about it, if this product gets results and it helps the person get results and it's not some snake tonic, then wouldn't persuading them by telling them it's not their fault and explaining what is, what, why it's not their fault by using a scapegoat. Is is that bad? Like, that's the line you have to cross. If the product is good and it gets results, I I don't see that as a, as a uh, as a bad thing. But but here's why you need to say like this is what they use to say the story of why it's not their fault. So instead of saying it was all your poor eating or you know your, your lack of exercise, it was they're called C proteins and like C proteins, uh, they stop this. Uh, fat loss hormone in your body and as you get older it gets worse and worse so obviously they're adding more urgency to it like you can't sit on this the older you get the worse this problem is going to get um which i i don't believe it's like a that's like the only reason why someone might put on more weight but there is more science too that like as you get older it is hard obviously it is harder to just keep a slender figure um they are generalizing a little bit just keep that in mind when you're writing it. But what is that scapegoat? Okay, so like, what is that person or thing that you can blame? Um, the enemy in common. Like everyone does this online when they're trying to distance themselves. As this is why you failed before. Giving them a reason why it's not their fault. Um, and then, like I've written here, they use this to explain the problem before they can explain the mechanism of the tonic. So it, it wouldn't make a lot of sense if they just said, okay. Start the story with high impact, you know, embarrassing story, story of discovery. And here's the tonic. It's awesome. When someone might be scratching their head being like, so like, but why does this work? Like, why why should I buy this? Um, setting up why it's not their fault by saying the C proteins are to blame sets up their mechanism for their tonic beautifully. Like, our tonic uh, destroys these C proteins or like drastically reduces these C proteins so you can result, result, result. Does that make sense? And they also use, I don't think I should include this story, but <laughs> they, like, I, I'm telling you, like you go watch this and it just, it does keep going on and on and on, but it, it just, it, it kind of just latches on. Someone might have a question and then it answers it, but I honestly feel like it goes on for too long. I think I'll leave it at that because how many minutes we're we at right now? About 14 minutes. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good amount to just, just chew on, digest. So just to recap, you've got when you're starting this story, okay, it has to be high impact, high drama, especially if you want to try and latch on to some emotional 
pain that's going attached to the problem and using forbidden emotions of shame or embarrassment to grab attention. And, and you're not blaming the person, okay? You're using a story to just sort of highlight that. And then how can you use mental or visual imagery to take someone from pain to pleasure? The second one is the story of discovery that we mentioned, you know, adding a bit of drama and a bit of struggle to it. Like I didn't just wake up and had this idea and went through all this pain to find it. So you don't have to too. And the last one is story of why it's not their fault. So that way you can set up why your mechanism or why your solution works and fixes that problem. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's solo show. If you did enjoy it, go hit subscribe and uh, leave a review if you really, really enjoyed it. Um, but other than that, um, I didn't get any reviews this week. But, you know, if you leave a review, I'm going to read it out on the show. You get free publicity. PT Barnum would be proud. <laughs> Anyways, this is it from Jules Dan. Have a good week. I'll see you on Thursday for the interview show. That's it for me. Bye.